It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I want to say is, just give me some hot pizza. Folks, Steve Siddall here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country every week. It's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Coming up today, we're going to hear from Coach Pete DeRuta. He's got some thoughts on working in retirement. Nathan Fort weighs in on what to do with your 401k. Prasant Sabapathy says we should rethink our assignments in the 401k. Mark Giel says the Roth is not only tax-free, but it can also help with college. We'll explain. Russ Hackman says that this year's Santa Claus rally may only yield coal. And we've got Gary Nolan. He's planned a trip for us all the way back to 1951. Now, let's figure out what happened this week. That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above. The five-day losing streak in the S&P rallied on Thursday, but it didn't last long. All it took was a surprising inflation data hampered by the effort to keep the rally alive. So the November read on producer prices showed prices rising 0.3% over the prior month on a headline basis, 0.4% on a core basis, which excludes food and energy. Economists had expected increases of only 0.2% for each reading, respectively. Compared to the prior year, producer prices rose 7.4%. Another bailout, this time benefiting the Teamster Pension Fund. President Biden made the announcement Thursday. He says they'll be getting $36 billion of our tax money. That's for the central state's pension fund. They say that will prevent benefits from being cut in more than half for more than 350,000 truck drivers, warehouse workers, and others. Well, it all came about because of the American Rescue Plan Act. That was the one that $1.9 trillion package that was signed last year that was in response to the pandemic. Thought it was over. All right, I got a question. What happened to the money in the pension fund in the first place? Where did it go? They must have had it at one time. No one's asking that question. Is that because the union is a huge contributor to the Democrat Party? I don't know. I'm just asking. In other stuff going on, gas prices are cheaper all across the U.S. than they were a year ago. And the price per gallon could fall below three bucks for most of us by the end of the year. Well, that's something. Now, according to AAA, the national average for a gallon of unleaded gasoline was $3.32 on Thursday. That's below the $3.34 it was a year ago. That was before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Unleaded gasoline was at a record $5.01 per gallon back in June. Stayed high through the summer and fall. Okay, wait a minute. They're making a big deal out of a two-cent change in the price of gas from a year ago. Okay, just saying. You sometimes just got to do the math. Hey, this hasn't happened in 10 years, but more of us are prioritizing short-term financial goals over future ones going into 2023. That comes from Fidelity's New Year's Financial Resolutions study. More than half Americans say it's important to pay down credit card debt and set aside emergency savings over long-term objectives like uh, retirement. 
it seems there is a growing pessimism going into next year too. The study surveyed just over 3,000 people and found that fewer of us believe we will be better off next year, about 65% reporting they will be in a worse financial situation than last year. More than four out of 10, that's 43% of baby boomers reported their family are in worse shape than last year versus 27% of Gen Z, 32% of millennials. Yep, inflation, the biggest contributor for that lingering pessimism. But hey, Robinhood getting into the retirement business. Remember Robinhood, they're that financial services company. They made headlines in the whole GameStop debacle last year. Yeah, so if you open an IRA with them, they will give you a 1% match on your deposit. They said in a company blog post that people are relying on themselves. They're taking on gig work, side hustles, and building their own customers. Now, customers can choose to invest in stocks and ETFs through either a traditional or a Roth IRA. That's pretty cool. Olivia Mitchell, a professor at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, said the 1% matched IRA that Robinhood offers is an attractive idea, particularly for people who cannot access retirement accounts at their place of employment. And there are certainly a lot of people without retirement plans at their workplace, so this kind of makes sense. I wonder if other companies are going to follow suit, maybe get that match up a little bit. We'll see. All right, let's get this pizza cooking for now. And for that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Neruda. Here, Coach Pete, Gary Nolan, and I are talking about the advantages of working in retirement. This on America's 401k show. But, uh, working in retirement, pros and cons. And, yep. and I know that a lot of people, when they retire, they think, well, I'm still going to work a little bit. And I think that's probably smart if, if you can. Yeah. Um, and there are certain advantages there. And one of them is that you, you don't burn through your money. Well, I agree with keeping uh, your mind active, whether it be working or working on your own project at home, working for somebody else or working at home or, sure. or just following a couple stocks or, you know, looking at the money world and, and refreshing yourself every day about it. Just something that you get excited about where you can go to bed, Gary, when, you're, when your head hits the pillow, you can smile at yourself because you're going to be excited about getting up tomorrow. The problem is if you don't have anything to look forward to, Steve, there's no real reason to wake up the next day. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen people go way downhill very fast. When they don't have a when they don't have any activities planned or don't have right. anything to look forward to, so we all look forward to something. Back when I was younger, I was looking forward to the tooth fairy, so I'd encourage the tooth to come out a little faster than it should. Remember that day? <laughs> right, like, exactly. And then I'd put it under the pillow, and it'd be a couple quarters under there. And so <laughs> it's uh, gone up quite a bit. My granddaughter tells me it's like five bucks now. Oh, it's a, five a, bucks. A, a tooth. It's inflation for food for exactly. the tooth fairy. Yeah, exactly. we're going to talk about inflation later on in the show, yep. aren't we, Steve? Yes, of course we are. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, well, you can't you can't do a financial show these days without talking about how things are getting more expensive how it's getting harder for employers to find people to work, by the way, especially the restaurant, the service industry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Carolina, the basketball. If you go to the Dean Dome, the Dean Smith Center, it's not easy to park there. So what me and Marty Hensley, who used to play at Carolina, do is we go to Franklin Street and we park there, and then we walk over to Franklin Street and get a bus that takes us right to the Dean Dome. Worked really, really good up till this year. Guess why it's not working good this year? No bus drivers? They can't find any bus drivers. Oh, man. <laughs> so because of that, I mean, it's almost inconvenient to go to a basketball game. It was it was real easy back in the day. It's not easy anymore. But again, you know, if you wanted to... Carolina was better back in the day, too. <laughs> if you wanted to work part-time, you know, driving a bus, there's nothing wrong with that. My dad used to do that in his later years. I would he never drive a bus. Yeah, well, gosh, I'd never drive a school bus. No, no, no. Well, Ooh, no, no you way. Get, I mean, the kids are all misbehaving like we right. did. We all did. We were all kids. Oh, and yeah. But the problem is, you're a bus driver. You get anything that happens wrong on that bus. Even though you're in the front seat, if somebody beats somebody up in the back seat, you get blamed. Right. So not only do you have to pay attention to the road, 
but you also had to pay attention to kids. And you thought having a cell phone was bad <laughs> in the car. No, imagine 30 cell phones that you have to keep track Ooh. of. No. So, well, this, my dad was driving bus long yeah. before there was anything oh, like yeah. that. Well, back in the day, we really did. If we didn't behave ourselves, we got reported to the principal. Exactly. And, then that, and then my parents got called, and that was something you didn't want to have. Oh, you no never kidding. wanted that to happen. Things have changed, no. right. unfortunately. But you talk about working in retirement. And one uh, advantage, Coach, is that if, if you continue to work and you don't take Social Security, the longer you wait, the more you're going to get until you reach 70. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And then basically, you're turning the money world on its side in your favor it, the longer you wait. Now, there's some reasons why you don't want to wait to of take course. Social Security. If you have a bad health history or maybe you don't have good health yourself or your family tree is bad, then maybe it does make sense to take that money as soon as possible and get the most bang for your buck. But if you have a good longevity, if you're in good shape, it really does. And if you have other income streams, like if you're still working up to age 70, or maybe you have, a, you have some other private income streams you've established, that will enable you to leave that Social Security alone to age 70, because you, in effect, get about an 8% growth on your account per year from age 62 to 70, the longer you wait. 8% a year adds up. Ooh, Using yeah. the rule of 72, you divide whatever interest rate you're getting into the number 72, and the answer tells you how many years it takes for the money to double. Well, conveniently, eight goes into 72 nine times. So you almost double your money in those eight years when you wait. Hey, give Coach Pete a call at 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 600-700. America's 401k shows heard weekends on 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can subscribe to the podcast of the show and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. Visit PeteOnDemand.com to learn more. That's PeteOnDemand.com. Pizza! Now we head to Austin, Texas, where we find Nathan Fort. In this clip, he's talking with Morgan Patrick about maxing out the 401k. In 2023, your contributions are going up. So some people ask me, well, should I contribute to an IRA or to my 401k? Well, uh, we like the 401k because your annual contribution limits are much higher. So you can really beef up those contributions and, and really remember at the end of the day, the purpose of your 401k is to replace the pension you're not getting. Remember, uh, less than 10% of workers today have a pension. So if you don't have a pension, hopefully you've got something like a 401k or a 457, 403b. There's a lot of different types of plans out there, but the main objective of those plans is to do for you what the pension was going to do. So you're basically accumulating your own retirement pension. So think of it that way. You're paying yourself in the future. So you want to make sure you're taking advantage, especially of any matches your employers are offering. Um, now, I, I, I should maybe toss this out there because some people are confused about the matches. They, they might think there are strings attached. And uh, your employer is offering a match Maybe because they're feeling generous, uh, maybe because they want to attract you to their business uh, so they can uh, get some good uh, personnel on their staff. But really, if you look at it from a, a legal tax standpoint, an IRS uh, audit standpoint, if they have a plan set up, which is called a safe harbor plan, they're, uh, they're excused from certain IRS tests if they offer a match. So the IRS is not going to come in and do certain types of audits and tests and 
so they're they're basically offloading a good amount of liability in their plan by offering the match. So they're basically saying to the IRS, hey, we're encouraging and incentivizing our staff to contribute by offering them a match. So IRS says, hey, that's great. Well, we're not going to do all these things then. So take advantage of that. And, and I will say, if you have the opportunity to make Roth contributions, um, I prefer those, most people prefer those over the pre-tax contributions for most people, partly because we believe tax rates are going up. And if your effective tax rate is higher in the future, that's when you're going to want tax-free money. Uh, so you may not want to get a tax deduction today on your contributions and then pay taxes later. You might want to go ahead and pay taxes today at today's historically low rates and then get the tax-free treatment later when potentially tax rates could be at their highest rates. So just tossing it out there. You can hear Nathan's show, Retire Fit Radio Weekends, as well as the podcast. It's available wherever you get yours. His website is retireaustin.com. That's retireaustin.com. Pizza! Now we head to Maryland where we check in with Prasant Sabapathy of Retire Smart Radio. Here he's talking about just what allocation choices we have in our 401k and then should we change them? Conventional financial wisdom says that you should invest more conservatively as you get older, putting more money into things like bonds, less money into things like stocks. And the reason for that is, of course, if your stocks fall in a prolonged recession or a bear market, you simply don't have enough time. You don't have as many years on your side to let those stocks recover. And the last thing you want to do is be forced to sell those stocks at a loss. Okay. Now, with that being said, how conservative you should actually become is truly a matter of personal preference and more importantly, risk tolerance. I think not enough advisors are having this conversation about true risk tolerance with their clients. I think it's very typical, and I'm sure we can all relate to an, a, an example like this where we go to see a financial advisor, and, and Morgan, I ask you the question as an advisor, are you conservative? Are you moderate? Are you aggressive? Right? Have we heard of that before? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what like every advisor is asking people. Are you conservative, moderate, aggressive? And I always thought that was a really silly way of thinking about risk because what if you said you were a moderate investor and I are I, I, I said I'm a moderate investor? What if we have two different definitions of what moderate actually means? Then that may be that I'm making recommendations to you based on my definition of moderate, not based on your definition of moderate. So when we talk about risk tolerance, I think everybody should ask one question of themselves on the money that you have saved for retirement. I don't care if it's a quarter of a million dollars, a half a million dollars, a million or two million, whatever that number is to you on the amount of money that you've saved for retirement, how much money could you lose before you begin to feel uncomfortable? I believe everyone should have an answer to that question. I believe everyone should start thinking about that question. And we have to start doing that right now because when we start talking about reallocating your 401k and where to position your money, all of that is a senseless discussion unless we have a true understanding of our feelings about taking risks. So everybody asks that question, how much could you lose before you begin to feel uncomfortable? Once you have that answer, we can start to build a plan around your max loss worst case scenario. 
You can find his show, Retire Smart Maryland Radio, wherever you get a podcast, including Apple, Amazon, among others. You can visit his website, EliteIncomeAdvisors.com. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. The year is 1951. During January, the United States began nuclear bomb testing at a site in Nevada. And said to be four times as big as the atom bombs of World War II. The explosion takes place at 1,500 feet. The first commercial computer was created in the U.S. It was called Univac. The data processing machine had 5,000 vacuum tubes and weighed about 16,000 pounds. This Univac, it can add 2,000 separate additions in one second. It can make 500 multiplications, 250 divisions, and do all sorts of other complicated things. The classic television show I Love Lucy debuted on CBS in October. The show starred comedian Lucille Ball and Cuban entertainer Desi Arnaz as Lucy's husband Ricky. Of course, that was her real-life husband as well. Here's a clip from the original pilot. Ricky! Yes, Lucy, what is it? If you'd known how I look in the morning, would you still have married me? <laughs> well, would you? I'm trying to decide. The classic film, An American in Paris, premiered in London during August. The musical film featured music from George and Ira Gershwin, and the dance numbers were choreographed by the film star Gene Kelly. The film won a total of six Academy Awards, including Best Picture. When I want Walt Disney's 13th animated feature film, Alice in Wonderland, is released in July. It was considered a flop and received negative reviews from the film critics. Alice in Wonderland soon became a cult favorite. The film was re-released in the 70s. Come, come, my dear. <laughs> don't you care for tea? Why, yes, I'm very fond of tea. But... If you don't care for tea, you can at least make polite conversation. Well, I've been trying to ask you. I have an excellent idea. Let's change the subject. Inflation in 1951 was 7.88%. Your new house cost you 9000 You made about 3500 a year. New car cost you 1500 and put gas in it, just 19 cents a gallon. We've now arrived back in the present. Hope you enjoyed the trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Pizza! To Russ Hackman of Hackman Wealth Partners. He talks about the Santa Claus rally on Wall Street, but worries that we may get coal in our stocking instead. He also discusses the pace of the interest rate hikes. Yeah, well, it, as you mentioned, Dave, the the Santa Claus rally is a sort of, you know, just like the early fall tends to be kind of weak for the financial markets. The uh, December tends to be pretty good, but you know, this month so far looks like it certainly, uh, you know, is not serving us up roses. And yeah, we may end up with coal in our stockings. Mm. There's been a lot of volatility, um, a lot of, uh, you know, just confusion around what's going on with inflation. Obviously, the political environment is unstable with now, you know, the Senate clearly in the hands of the Democrats the House in the hands of the Republicans. And I think the outlook for 2024 politically is more unknown than ever. And all of that's just, you know, one day the markets are up a bunch and one day the markets yeah. are down a bunch. 
Yeah, checks and balances we're going to be uh, looking at. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I always tend to consider checks and balances to be good. We're certainly going to have that. Yeah, yeah I mean, there, there is a sort of old adage that uh, political sort of uh, gridlock is good because at least the politicians can't mess anything up, right? <laughs> right? I think in this case, you know, it's reasonably clear that the current administration uh, has really not been doing the economy a whole lot of favors. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, there's possibility of a continued Democratic administration in 2024, mm-hmm. uh, which may not renew the tax cuts that are due to expire in 2026, which may continue to be somewhat business unfriendly. That's a tough thing. And that's that I think is what the markets are are reacting to when you see these big down days um, and uh, just a lot of uncertainty around the inflation outlook as well. It's it's tough out there. And I thought that we were expecting a slowdown in the uh, pace of interest rate increases. Where, where do you think we are with that? Well, I think that is coming, Dave, that, um, you know, the Fed has raised interest rates up to 4%. All of us have seen that out in mortgage rates. A uh, client was just emailing the other day around what he just paid on a credit card loan, like, uh, I'm sorry, a car loan, mm-hmm. 6% or so was the best he could get. And he was like, wow, you know, that's, wow. we haven't seen things like that in a while. Um, and uh, so, but, and so the Fed is likely to keep raising rates up towards 5%. And some people think it may get even more. And, uh, you know, we've continued to have some pretty strong economic data which is generally what is knocking the market down. We get strong data that shows like, hey, the inflation may not be uh, getting out of control soon. And then, you know, there's a question as to whether or not, you know, the, 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 Fed is going to have to really force the economy into a recession. And there's some, you know, significant, um, you know, uncertainty around that. Folks like Jamie Dimon of JP Morgan, David Solomon of Goldman Sachs, uh, are saying, hey, it may get, you know, it may get worse before it gets better. Plus, Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. His show, The Wall Street Sweeper, airs Saturday mornings at 1030 and Sunday mornings at 9 on WRKO in Boston, Saturday mornings at 7 on WICC. Good news, big news. Russ's show debuts on WBZ in Boston in January. You can find out more on his website, hackmanwealth.com. Pizza! Now we're off to see Mark Geals in Sioux City, Iowa. In this clip, Mark breaks down a pretty creative way to save for college and retirement at the same time. Yeah, and with a, especially with taxes probably going up. I mean, I think everybody would agree we're going to see taxes rise. So if you put money into a Roth IRA, it's never going to be taxed because you're contributing after-tax dollars. You don't get a tax deduction for it like you do for everything that we talked about pr- prior to this. But the money you grow that you put in there grows tax-free, and you pay no taxes on withdrawals after you reach age 59 and a half. And unlike regular IRAs, there's no mandatory withdrawals. And you can also withdraw the amount you contributed at any time with no penalty and no taxes, even prior to age 59 and a half. So that's one of the retirement plans where you can avoid paying the 10% penalty on contribution amounts. Uh, it's something that we've actually done to actually save for college over the years for younger people. Uh, even my daughter, you know, she said, well, Dad, what should I invest in? I said, well, you got to max out your Roth IRA, and she's 25. 
And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? Because it grows tax-free. you got access to the money. If you want to take the, your principal back out, you can take it back out anytime that you want to. Um, so it's basically like a tax-free savings account. Right. Boy, if for, for saving for college, what a creative way to make that happen, Mark. Well, that's what we do. We think outside the box. Yeah, you, you know? sure so, do. I mean, yeah, we did that versus, you know, putting money into a 529. You know, I really think that you're better served if you're if you're looking at putting money into a 529 or a Roth. Put the money into the Roth, you know, max out that Roth IRA first and then the 529 plan after that if you're eligible to contribute to the Roth because sure. you might not even use the money that's in that Roth for college. You know, you might be able to pay for it out of your pocket. Maybe the child gets a scholarship, doesn't go to school. Well, now that money's in a tax-free position that you can use for retirement or any other purpose. And the 529 has to be used for education at some point. Sure. Um, so it's, it's yeah, so that's what I tell people is Roth first, 529 next for college savings. I like the sound of that, too. And, you know, with the Roth IRA, I know that there are a number of companies that are now giving that as an option along with the 401k. That, that seems like a good idea as well. Yeah, you can contribute to the, the, you know, the Roth 401k, so to speak, inside of the 401k. You don't get a tax deduction for it, but your, your money grows tax-free inside of the 401k. Company matching contributions, at least at this point, are going into the pre-tax portion and when you withdraw the company match, it's taxable. But if you're contributing your portion into the Roth, when you take that Roth money out, it's not taxable. I love the way he thinks outside the box, creative and smart. Mark Geals and the Mark on Money podcast can be found anywhere you get a podcast. You can visit their website at EFS4U.com. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. So that's it. Episode 173 of Financial Pizza, cooked to perfection, ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, well, subscribe to it, darn it. We'll put it in your podcast collection automatically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, really anywhere you get a podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. And I've got links to all the advisors in the show notes section. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them at 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. You can find me on the Twitter at Steve Sedol. I want to thank Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick, Gary Nolan, and Chrissy Paradis for providing content for today's show. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and it originates from the Palatial Broadcasting Expert Studio in Apex, North Carolina. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. Going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. 
Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.